0: Friends, Winnipeg has just finished defeating the Anaheim Ducks and uh, currently sits with a nice 10-4-1 record. Good currently for second in the Central Division as the Dallas Stars have played a couple more games, so you know the Jets are a little bit behind in their schedule. But throughout the past couple of weeks, we have seen that even with the strong record, the Jets could use a little bit of forward help. Uh, there are some decent candidates that I think the Jets might investigate, and we'll talk about what players Winnipeg could potentially be after, plus some bigger fish, on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Jets podcast, uh, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, like I said, obviously, you know, the Jets have had a pretty good start to the season. Uh, Winnipeg is doing pretty well for itself, but, you know, the Jets are probably looking to try and figure out how to make the most of this season in which the Central Division is on the weaker side. The Jets appear to be doing pretty OK and are really starting to figure things out at 5v5. Um, special teams, maybe a little bit of a big, mixed bag. Uh, the PK is awesome, uh, or at least improving, I, I guess, awesome relative to the last few years. Still has a lot of work to do, but it's it's a big improvement in certain areas in terms of where the Jets are conceding shots from, which could be helping Hellebuck. Um, but obviously, you know, up front, the Jets have a couple of holes Ehlers definitely has been felt, uh, his absence has been extremely noticeable on the way that the Jets play, both on the power play and at even strength. So the Jets need some forward help from somewhere, and there is a league out there um, just really, you know, begging for defenders, especially quality ones or guys who have some sort of scoring potential. And even though Winnipeg's defense on the whole isn't great, this is still a team that has a number of players who would be very desirable for other squads looking to try and fortify their back ends. Now, I think the Jets could actually do some real damage on the trade market and significantly upgrade the team both for this season and beyond. One player that I've kind of been thinking about a little bit more than I I normally would um, is Anthony Mantha from the Washington Capitals. Now, I live near D.C., and I've seen a lot of the Capitals over the last few years, uh, and and obviously the, the Caps this year are kind of they're in a really tough spot. I mean, this is a squad that is uh, very much injured. It has like four or five guys who are currently out of their forward lineup. You know, if anything, you would expect Washington to be buying forwards, but they have so many injuries that I don't even think it's really worth considering right now. And so if Washington continues on their current trend, I mean, they're in like seventh in the Metro division, which for Washington is almost unthinkable, but this team already won the cup. It's basically resigned to its fate, and I think the main thing that they're focusing on is trying to get Ovechkin to get past uh, Gretzky's record. So, you know, it it might be time for them to start thinking about the big, you know, R-word, rebuild, right? This Caps team obviously won't want to rebuild while Ovechkin is here, but it may be a necessity with how many deals and contracts are set to expire after this year. Uh, In that vein... You know, the Jets are kind of looking for a right winger. And Anthony Mantha, for me, seems like Winnipeg's best chance at acquiring a really good top six forward and could potentially offer a nice trade package for a guy who's got about a year and a half left on his deal. Now, from Winnipeg's perspective, Mantha brings a massive frame with a great shot, strong puck handling skill, a great inside cut towards the slot and good spatial awareness that's also pretty decent in transition. Mantha seems to do everything offensively really well. And I think he would be one of Winnipeg's premier goal scorers alongside whichever center you pair him with. He can do well with just about anyone. And I would love to see him maybe paired with, you know, either Shifley or Dubois. I think it could do do some serious damage. Uh, And when you look at his cap hit 5.7 million for the next two seasons is relatively reasonable. I mean, that's a very fair contract price. It's got a little bit of term for the jets, you know, an extra season to kind of work with, um, the one challenge with Manta is A, I think a lot of teams would be really interested in him. Um, and, and the Caps are kind of one of those teams. I don't know that they would want to trade one of their best forward options, especially when they're still intent on trying to compete. And B, you know, you look at the salary and he's being paid, I think around six and a half million per season in real dollars, which you know, the Jets don't really like deals that come saddled with those sorts of conditions. So I think Winnipeg uh it would be a really hard fit. I think, realistically, Dylan Strom might be the kind of player that's a little more expendable for the Caps. But then again, you know, you you look at their center depth and it's not great past Kuznetsov. Backstrom's still out. Then it's like Eller, you know, you've got Strom in that mix. Dowd, Johansson. Most part, you're looking at middle six centers, not really guys who are slotting into your top six. So Dylan is kind of their best option uh, at 2C right now, which means he probably isn't all that expendable. Manta is kind of in the same boat, but he's also got a sizable cap hit, and I think if the Jets are serious about finding a guy who can help them with the next two seasons, including this one, where the Jets have you know almost the entire team under contract, well, Manta is a guy that you would probably offer a pretty decent-sized package for. Uh, I'd imagine a first, a prospect, maybe two prospects, maybe a lower-end roster player or something. I don't entirely know what it would look like, but uh, I'm sure... You know, Washington will ask a pretty hefty price for Mantha if they were even trading him. I don't know that they are, but he does also have some injury concerns. So, if the Caps are kind of worried that he's not going to be physically reliable enough for the team, maybe they let him get a fresh start somewhere else. He's been very productive over the past couple of seasons that he's been with the Caps, but that's when he's been healthy. Uh, and that would be a legitimate concern for the Jets. So, I don't know if he is a great fit for the Jets, but it's certainly an option and one that I would give more consideration to than usual now of course he's not the only center or the only metro division player that i think is worth thinking about we'll talk about one other right winger who might make sense uh, a little on the expensive side in terms of his cap hit but in terms of the performance that he brings he is relatively underappreciated and this team that is trying to uh, potentially think about a rebuild and maybe be uh, maybe maybe selling off some prospects or or you know some of the roster players they could use a couple of the guys that are currently in Winnipeg's reserve pool. So we'll talk about this player and uh, who might be an option to swap here in just a little bit. Before we go any further though, I do want to uh, shout out our friends and partners at betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of the sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They've got everything from football to basketball, soccer, esports, uh, automotive sports, Triple Crown horse racing, you name it—they have got it. And of course, the Winnipeg Jets are certainly accounted for. The entire NHL is, plus minor league and college hockey. So, obviously, if you're ready to get into sports betting, BetOnline is a great choice. But they've also got Vegas casino games and beyond all of that, they've even got sports podcasts, news articles, uh, live league updates. They want to make it, you know, as as much of a one-stop shop for all of your sporting needs as humanly possible. If you're ready to get started for, uh, you know, a free account, be sure to register right now at BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are taking a look now at some potential trade options for the Jets. Uh, I did have a comment I saw from somebody suggesting, you know, Sam Gagne has been slotting in on the first line in place of Nikolai Ehlers and has been doing pretty well. And I think, yeah, you know, the first game has been a really big success with him. I think my thing is that even with Ehlers and Gagne in the lineup, I still want a little more scoring punch. I think this team has done a pretty good job so far. But in terms of like even strength scoring, you can still tell that they need at least one more shooter who is at least of Middlesex quality. So uh, I think the Jets can do some pretty good deals here. Hopefully not for a rental, but if they do go for a rental, there are one or two options out there that do intrigue me. And um, we've got one coming up right now from another Metro Division team, um, similar to the Washington Capitals, you know, also at the bottom of the Metro Division. But, you know, maybe they have something the Jets could be intrigued by. Before we get into who this player is, though, I wanted to recommend that you make your second listen of the day, Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts providing analysis that only Locked On can give you. Be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Sports Today on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, including YouTube, Odyssey, Google, Apple, whichever platform is your favorite. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. It is always free. And again, thank you so much for your support. Now, circling back to the Jets and another Metro Division team that's got a player I think Winnipeg would be interested in, I'm looking at Gustav Nyquist from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nyquist is one of those perennially underrated uh, two-way wingers with a pretty decent shot that somehow has gone under the radar. I kind of look at him as like a really expensive Sam Gagne, but uh, Gustav just seems to be really good at everything. I don't know what his transition game is is, is going to be like for the Jets, but in terms of like a really creative force inside the offensive zone, who's a solid four checker, who's got good passing, good vision, and a nice shot, I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, the the challenge with him is his cap hit is a little bit on the higher side, so I think the Jets would want them to probably retain, you know, a solid percentage of his contract. Uh, I don't know, 30 or 40% would certainly make the cap hit a little bit more manageable and give the Jets some room to add additional help if they want to. Um what don't the uh, the Blue Jackets need, man? You look at this team, and in terms of roster depth, whether it's at forward or on defense, they're hurting. So I think even guys like Logan Stanley or um, maybe Dylan Sandberg or something would be of interest. Not that I'm really looking to trade Sandberg here at all. I think that would be the last thing I would do when it comes to like a rental in, in the nature of Nyquist. But uh, I think if you're looking to maybe shed an extra seventh defender or something, plus like a a lower round pick or something. Maybe the Jets could work out something here for Nyquist. I think he's a very solid rental. I think he could immediately slot into Winnipeg's top nine and do a pretty darn fine job. Uh, The Jets could definitely use that scoring help. It would give Winnipeg a lot more balance. And once Ehlers is ready to come back, if he does this season, there's no guarantee of that. But if he does, suddenly the Jets have a really good forward grouping that's got a lot of scoring depth and a lot of skills. So, you know, I think the Jets really couldn't hurt themselves by going after Nyquist. And if they get him on a uh, retained salary with the uh, Blue Jackets, I think that would be ideal. Now, uh, still in the Eastern Conference, there's another team that the Jets have apparently been talking to. We've mentioned them before. It's it's the Ottawa Senators. I, I'm kind of wondering if Matthew Joseph is the player the Jets would be targeting on this team. But there is one other guy who would be very much a, a swing-for-the-fences type and one that I would be shocked if the Ottawa Senators were really considering trading. Um, that is Alex DeBrinckit. Now, I, I can't, for the life of me, imagine them trading for uh, or trading away DeBrinckit after the Sens just did all of this stuff to acquire him. He's an RFA after this year, uh, obviously needs a big contract extension, and that'll be a lot of money that the Sens are, are probably prepared to pay. I certainly would. I think he's a phenomenal player. He's clearly one of the best attackers on this team. But, you know, if they're thinking that maybe he doesn't fit their long-term plan and timeline, perhaps he becomes a little bit more expendable. And if I were the Jets, you know, DeBrinket is the kind of player that I would take Wheeler's cat pit and be devoting more towards Alex. I think DeBrinket, at his age, you know, he's what, 25? He's a phenomenal player. He'll be a phenomenal winger for many years to come. And I think he's exactly the kind of transition attacker that the Jets would love to add to their top six. I think he'd be a brilliant winger, a brilliant attacker, very you know skilled in spaces, very elusive, monster shot. If the Jets are going to swing for the fences and bring in a really big top six asset, Debrinket is my guy. Uh, now, Matthew Joseph, a little more modest, but I think you know, you're looking at a guy with like uh, three years after the season in terms of contract control at a little under 3 million per season for his cap hit. It's a reasonable hit for a player who will bring some solid top nine finishing some genuine PK skill and some solid two way play, but you're just not really expecting a ton from him. So, you know, does he really move the needle? Probably not. But I think in terms of like giving yourself a quality third liner to pair with someone like Adam Lowry, You know, AJF with uh, Lowry and Joseph as your third line sounds, yeah, pretty darn decent. I mean, you could certainly do a lot worse. Uh, I think the question then becomes where you start to slot in guys once Ehlers comes back because, you know, they don't really want to pull Wheeler out of the top six. But I think realistically, Blake's kind of at the stage of his career where I think he would really benefit from bottom six minutes, not because he's bad. It's just you can tell at times the, the 20 minutes were you know, beyond that can be a little rough on him. So even with the reduced minutes this season, it's still been difficult at times to keep up. He has flashes where he looks more like his older form. But other than that, you know, sometimes it's trudging a bit uphill. So Dabrinket or Joseph, obviously really exciting options. Uh, Dabrinket a lot more so. Joseph, if you're looking for a solid top nine contributor. And I think, you know, the you know, the, the Suns would be looking at it like a Neil Pionk maybe. Um, maybe a Nate Schmidt. I don't think Schmidt would want to go to the Sens. Pionk would maybe consider it, I guess. Um, but, you know, Neil's also really given a prominent role here with the Jets. And I think Winnipeg likes his vibes. So I, I have a hard time really seeing him uh, going. If the Jets trade DeMello for Joseph or something, I would think that would be a mistake, in my opinion. Dylan is one of our best defenders. And I don't know that DeMello would really want to go back to the Sense, But, you know, maybe I don't have a great read on the situation. Maybe I could be surprised by things. Either way, I think the Jets would would rather focus on futures here. Um, And hopefully, you know, if they're swinging for DeBrinket, make it a really good package and make sure that you get uh, every ounce of value with the expectation that DeBrinket is going to be a Jet for a long time. But, you know, obviously the Jets have a couple more options. Some rental players, maybe some guys who still have a little bit of term left. We'll take a look at a couple of players from the Pacific Division and what they can bring to the Jets in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are pivoting away from the uh, Western or Eastern Conference, swinging back over to the West, looking at the Pacific Division, trying to find some potential top six options for the Jets in terms of uh, skilled attackers who could really boost this team's offense, especially in the top six. And um, one player that I'm thinking about and that I'm very interested in is Timo Meyer. Now Meyer is being paid a pretty handsome salary. And I think that is going to make him almost unmovable. Even if the sharks were remotely interested in it, they very much backloaded this contract. All of the salary is at the end of the deal. Uh, Last year, he's being paid $10 million in actual cash. Um, His cap hits only 6 million, but, you know, in terms of real dollars, I think the Jets would basically poop themselves with the notion of paying anywhere near 10 million in salary. That for them would be almost unthinkable. So I think for that reason alone, the Jets wouldn't really be interested in this. Uh if you're spending that much though, and you're you're looking at Timo Meyer's actual production levels, dude's a monster. I mean, you're you're getting one of the best forwards in the entire league. This guy is a perennial scorer. He's an absolute beast in transition. He's great in the offensive zone. He's effective on the power play, effective at at even strength. He basically does whatever you ask of him, and he's a brutal finisher. I mean, this guy punishes the puck. He scores highlight real goals on the routine. Timo Meyer, yeah, if you're you're spending a lot of money, I mean, you'd really be hard-pressed to find many players who do the sort of job that he can. Now, I think the question with him is, you know, he's essentially a rental, and the Sharks are kind of in a weird spot of uh certainly in the re- rebuilding phase, but do they really want to move Meyer? I I don't really imagine so. I would guess that they've already got a contract extension lined up. Meyer himself is probably looking for a pretty handsome payout, something that I think Winnipeg would be a little bit loath to be after, and he's more of a left-sided player than he is a right side, so I don't know if he would necessarily be able to play on his off wing and do so effectively. But, you know, if you're looking for a short term rental that you'd probably have to pay handsomely in both resources and in salary, I guess he could be somebody the Jets explore at the deadline. Probably not the most ideal uh, option, though. One other team that I think might have a better fit for the Jets is Vancouver. This is a team that's definitely open for business and probably looking to make a few deals. Uh, if I'm the Jets, I would definitely be after one of Bo Horvat or Connor Garland. Now, Horvat for me is kind of a funny one because he's a short-term rental and, you know, he's punishing a lot of pucks this year. He's finishing out the wazoo, but I just don't know if I believe it's something that's really sustainable. Uh, I, th- I don't know what his shooting percentage is. It has to be like 20% or something crazy because he's got like 15 goals already, which is pretty nuts. Um as great of a finisher as he is, I'm not really sure how the rest of his game is. You know, Horvat has always been a player who definitely has uh, elite shooting talent inside the offensive zone and in front of goal. But when it comes to, like, you know, play driving, two way play, he doesn't really do that. He's less of a creator and more of an elite center finisher, which I think for the Jets would be a, a, a certainly useful skill set. And I think he would very much slide into Winnipeg's top six. I just think, you know, with what he's probably going to get at the trade deadline or something, unless he resigns, it might be above Winnipeg's, you know, price point. I think Garland for me makes the most sense. You know, he's a he's a right winger with a great shot. I've talked about him before as being a really pesky creative player, kind of like Marchand, but um, in a much more, uh, I would say, top nine style than Marchand's top line sort of performance. You know, Garland has several years left on his deal as well. And his salary is relatively within reason. So if the Jets are potentially interested in a guy who, you know, the, the Canucks probably can't make great use of, I think he would be a player who could help Winnipeg's window be extended by a couple more seasons. Um, and the salary for the next couple of years, it's like six, six and then five million. So it, it's not cheap, but I think for what he brings and his level of production, he's still very good. I think he's got all of the traits that a coach like Rick Bonus would love. And, you know, already this year, he's um, not had like an amazing scoring pace. But, you know, in the previous seasons, he's generally been very productive. We know that he creates a lot of offensive threat around the goal mouth. My only question with him is like, you know, what is he going to do on a team that's going to be a lot more consistent and more talented than what he's been working with Vancouver? Last year, he had a ton of shots on goal, but he didn't really score very much. So, could he become a better finisher for the Jets here? Legitimate question, but my hope is yes. I think he's got all of the traits to be a top six winger at the NHL level, uh, and for the Jets, third liner. Now, bring him in, and you put him into your top nine. It gives you three lines that you could probably run reasonably equally. Apologies, folks. It appears we might have had a small connection issue. I was just saying that if you bring Garland in, you probably want to run him around evenly to your other top six players. So, you know, make sure that you get the most value out of him. He is a phenomenal creator. I'd be curious to know, though, what you think of this assortment of players. Uh, Let me know in the comments section below who you would be interested in or if you think the Jets are just going to ride with what they've got. Maybe you have some other players that you'd be interested in from other teams. You want me to do some investigation, I could potentially come up with some you know fake trade proposals, different things like that. Be sure to let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLiving and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode though, that is gonna be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It helps bring the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.